Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Are you joking right now? Go into Edmonton. No Fiala. No Villardi. Everything on the line. Doesn't matter. This team never quits. Y'all thought it was over 2-0. No, this team never quits. Ever. Come back. Are you joking me? Kopitar, four points. Four fucking points. That's how a captain gets it done. Uh, Adrian Kempe. Oh, my God. I'm too hyped right now. I'm too hyped right now. I might lose my voice. That was a game right there. This team, I mean, the Oilers, they came out flying out of the gates, right? That first period. It looked like all was done. I don't blame some of you for thinking that this series looked over. After that first period, McDavid was doing whatever he wanted. I mean, Mikey Anderson, Drew Doughty in the, in the box, five on three. Of course they score. That's, that's what they do. Two nothing down. Adrian Kempe, backhand's filth. Filth on the backhand. Dreisaitl gets it back, 3-1. Kempe, are you kidding me with that snipe against the grain? Are you joking right now? 41 goals in the season? This guy's here to stay. Premier goal scorer in the NHL. Premier. Then Andre Kopitar, the captain, 35 years old. Never quits. He's been here before. Gets it done. 16 seconds left. And I follow on the power play. When the power play wasn't doing anything all game. And that's a, and you know what's crazy? That's a play I've seen them run in practice like so many times. They've run that same exact play trying to get I follow in front. And it works on the biggest stage. Oh my god, what a what a fucking game. That was that was King's hockey right there. The others just want to come out flying out of the gates, they slowed down. They they got reckless. The penalties cost them. What's crazy? Special teams actually cost the Oilers. Sure, I mean, the Kings, they got they got a little lazy in the first, but I mean, they just tried to weather the storm. That's all they could do, and they did their best. But, man, I mean, that's to – I mean, hats off to Jonas Corposalo. Talk about him, too. That's a game right there by Corposalo. If there was question marks, I mean, this is what he was brought in for, right? I mean, he looked like he was ready for – he was ready for whatever it's thrown his way. I mean, every, there's no softies come past him. Man, he looks really good. And I have to give uh, – dude, how about fucking Drew Doughty, right? How about Drew Doughty? Been waiting for this moment since 2018. You can just tell. Every play he made, he, he just – that last little poke check against Drysaddle trying to toe drag on him, that ain't happening. Late in the game, that little play – man, you have, go back and look at that tying goal by, by Kobitar. That little play he made at that blue line, pressure, the player right in front of him, calm as ever. Only like, and you talk about premier defenseman in the NHL. Nobody could do that. What he just did right there. I mean, that's that's a calm present, veteran presence that he just doesn't matter with the time or situation. He knows what to do. He's been there before. He's won two cups. This is why he just cares about winning. He doesn't care about points. Who cares about your nose trophy? He doesn't care. He just wants to win. That's what this team does. They don't care about the points. They just want to win. Man, I'm so hyped right now. Oh, man, that was a freaking game. This team, they showed it. They showed it. I mean, it's only game one. I don't want to get too crazy, but that's a crazy comeback. I mean, this. I feel like this is what we kind of went through last year, right? But, man, if you can steal a game without Velarde, without Fiala, and then you can maybe get those players back later on in the series. You have to try to – I mean, look at the look at the break that they have between games of five and six. That's extra three days. Man, they, they just buy time. Buy time until you get those players back. But my hat's off. Even Quentin Byfield looked great today. Gavrikov looked great today. I was messaging I was messaging Joe Paterino. I was like, dude, this guy's playing for a contract. He's playing for a contract. He's looking pretty good. But hat's off. I mean, Arvidsson is stud. I followed the big, big winner, dude. I mean, there's not really much else. It was just a crazy game. Brought back 2014 vibes, right? I got 2014 vibes watching that game. A little shock. Chicago Blackhawks, Western Conference Final watching that one. But that was crazy. Crazy game. Game one in the books. Kings up one nothing in the series. Nobody picked them. People were picking the Oilers to sweep. Oilers in five. 
Well, they'd have to they have to sweep and get to five now. This is a Kings team that won't quit. This they're they're built for this. They're here. Backs against the wall. No one's no one's rooting for him. No one's picking him. National media can say what they want. John Butchergrass can can talk about McDavid all he wants, but no, Andre Kopitar ain't gonna let that happen. Drew Doughty's not gonna let that happen. Corpus is here, dude. What a game. Ah, dude, I got so many of you guys wanting to talk right now. I'm just gonna start jumping some of you guys in here. Let's start. Let's start. Uh, let's go, Richard. What's up, my man? Richard, what's up, buddy? Richard Saravia, dude. I love you guys. Just look at you all. You requested to join. What's up? What's up, Richard? How you doing, buddy? Man, I am fucking hyped, man. After that fucking crazy ass game, I'll tell you what. Dude, two nothing down. <laughs> dude, yeah, and, and I wanted this matchup too, and uh, I pretty much got what I wanted by getting this damn win. And she's like, "Holy fuck!" And like, like everything you said right now, man. About not even with Afiala and Velarde is like shit. It just makes the Kings look that much scarier when those guys come back. You know, it's like everyone's, you know, said that Edmonton was going to beat us and do all this shit. Man, they didn't do jack shit after the second period. They didn't do nothing, man. It's like, fuck. And that's what I wanted. The Kings fought back. They didn't, they hit back. Dowdy was in their face. He was doing all this shit. Anderson getting into their skin. Campe throwing the body to Kane. Like, Everything was like a, it was like a fucking action movie, dude. It's like shit. It's like back and forth, but it's, I love this shit, man. This is great. And really, this, this is only the first game, dude. Like, what, what the fuck's gonna happen the rest of the series? I don't know. Dude, this is a crazy series, right? This is going to be a crazy series. I mean, yeah. Kings fans. I mean, we knew. I knew this. They're not gonna just back down. This isn't gonna be a short series. They, they're, they're, they've been here before. Look, I mean, just go back to last year. I mean, just back against the wall, no Doughty, no Arvidsson. They still went to Game 7. I mean, this team, and you get Doughty back. Doughty is such a, such a huge impact to this lineup. I mean, wh- how many minutes did you play? What, 28 minutes tonight? Just insane level of, of hockey. And, yeah, sure, he got beat early on the game, but then he got his licks in at McDavid and then made some excellent plays later on in the game to help win. Huge contributions from Doughty. Oh, do we, Richard, are you still there? I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring in some more people. I think we lost Richard. Let's keep let's keep it rolling. I know you ton of you want to request to speak. Scary Macarinian. What's up, Hello. Man? Oh Richard, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. You're good. What's up? No, I was saying how uh, uh, Daddy with the blocks and everything and can't be so like scoring from he's pretty much continuing where he left off with the hat trick and, and Anaheim. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm gonna keep scoring. And that's what we need, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dude, I mean that second goal he scored. I think it's sneaky how how nice of a goal that was. That first goal was pretty filthy too with the backhand sauce. Uh, but that second goal, kind of sniping it against the grain, dude, and that was that was nice. That was nice for. I mean, for everybody that thought maybe that contract was maybe a little too premature, dude. Forty-one goals in the season. He's already got two in the playoffs. Crazy, crazy game by Kempe. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, just to top off the, with a cherry on top, uh, Byfield now has more playoff points than Stutzla for all the people who are hating on Byfield. Talking about Stutzla, this, Stutzla, I'm like, yeah, but he has zero points in the playoffs, and Byfield already has more points than he does. So, love it. That's all I got to say about that. Love it, love it. Yeah, you got to hand it to him. <laughs> okay. he, he, he didn't look out of place. That's that's 20 years old right there. Didn't look out of place whatsoever. Yeah, he was, he was, he's getting. He was throwing his way. Yeah, he's getting he was taking better. Punishment, dude. He, he, he was, yeah, he he was, was. going after Nurse late in the game. He he was built for it. He's ready. Yeah, yeah, and he's winning puck battles. He's making his little plays. He passes, you know, like playing the puck deep. Once if he actually scores and shit in the next game or game three, damn, dude, it's it's fuck, it's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for it. It's coming. It's coming. I, I feel it. I feel it. Well, I appreciate you hopping on here, Richard. I'm going to go to some – got a ton of people that want to speak, so I'm going to try to get to as many of you guys oh, as I can. Appreciate yeah. you, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks, bro. Let's go. Go, Kings. Go. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Jason. Jason, you there? What's, What's up? up? What's up, What's buddy? up? How you doing, man? You uh, yeah. Pump still shaking. Right? Right? That game was nuts. Dude, I mean, it was, it was pretty wild. Like, the last, like, two minutes – I mean, I even felt like it just felt like it was coming for some reason. You can just tell, like the third period, they played really well. They kind of they kind of weathered the storm. I mean, the second period was was a little bit heavier, 
I guess, a little bit more favored to the Oilers, but they weathered the storm from the first period. And then the yeah. third period is when they really got comfortable, right? Yeah, 100%. And then the power play in overtime, like, you could feel it coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that play by Blake Lazar, I mean, Oilers fans can say what they want. They can throw debris on the ice, but that was an obvious trip. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what Darren is complaining about. You're going to swing a reckless stick toward a player's skates and you're going to go down. That's going to be called a trip all day, all day. Yeah. No, 100%. And then, I mean, the entire – I didn't watch the ESPN broadcast. I heard that they were all over McDavid per usual. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got to hype him up. I mean – I mean, we 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 wouldn't lie, or we'd have to lie to say that he's not the best player in the world. So obviously, they're going to try to hype him up as much. But yeah, the Kings they know how to play against McDavid. They know how to play against this Oilers team. And yeah. this this is what they showed last year, and they're showing it again this year. Yeah. No, I mean, last year missing Arvidsson, missing Doughty, a worse team than this year by a wide margin. Gritty pushed it to seven, lost by two because we couldn't score in game seven. This year, this team's got heart. Absolutely. Resilient, heart. I mean, all, all those gritty words you can put together. I yeah. mean, you think about it, too. I mean, this is what they go one for five on the power play. And if you I've, if you could probably get Velarde back, maybe. I mean, Velarde might be back next game. Who knows? But you get yeah. Velarde back, you get Fiala back to help with the power play. I mean. If the Oilers are going to keep being reckless with the, their, the penalties that they're taking, I mean, the Kings can take advantage of the series. I mean, they showed a little bit of a, a fight uh, five on five. I think the numbers kind of heavily skewed to the Oilers, but I thought the Kings actually played pretty well five on five. So if they can take advantage of those power plays a little bit more, then I really like their chance to take this series. Yeah, 100%. Love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to some more people. That's cool, right. Jason. Appreciate yeah. you hopping on here, buddy. Sir. Scary, scary. You there, my man? Yes, Hello, Russ. How are you? Hello, Montreal. Russ. Oh, Colin. A little premature there. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to my boy, Scary, right here, and I'll get to you. All good, all good, all good. Thanks, thanks, Colin. Thanks. <laughs> uh, um, amazing, amazing game. We mentioned Kopitar, we mentioned uh, Dewey, we mentioned Corpusalo. Let's take some time to mention Dano. Yes. Because McDavid had zero points, right? Uh, I, he had, I thought he had one. No? Oh, okay, okay, my bad. I thought, I because I was on the ESPN no, he had call, and they said he... Dude, McDavid played 25 minutes, and he was minus two. And, yeah, so, amazing, amazing job by, uh, by Dano. I felt at the beginning of the game, they were focusing too much on stopping them rather than playing. It was like, it was an island between Kopitar, Dreisaitl, Dano, McDavid, and then Moro, Arvids, and Campy, and Bible had to do their own thing, but... Uh, as the game progressed, uh, it went well. One thing I want to say, as you mentioned on the Hockey Royalty podcast, mm-hmm. all the pressure is on Edmonton now mm-hmm. because everyone's picking them in five uh, minimum to go to the Western Conference and they just uh, lost a two-goal lead. Uh, they were, what, 9-0-1, 10-0-1, whatever oh, they were. Oh, I have to look that up. Uh, it's amazing, 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 uh, amazing game by the Kings. And you could see that they have playoff experience. You, you could see that Kobitar, Dowdy, uh, they have been there. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's nice to see, like you said, it's going on 2 a.m. here in Montreal. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing. I yelled. I think I woke up the neighbors <laughs> after I have followed scored. But uh, no, man, it's an amazing game. And again, thanks for, for doing these. It's, uh, it's really appreciated. I'm sure all the fans listening and that are about to talk uh, appreciate it. Oh, too. man, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm, I want to get as many fans on here. I'm sure you guys are all hyped just as yeah, much yeah. as we are. Uh, I appreciate you staying up late uh, to jump on these. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you mentioned to know. I'm, I was trying to find uh, the matchup um, to see because I'm pretty sure – I mean, even just at the start of the game, right off the bat, they had McDavid. Um, I mean, Oilers get the last change, so they obviously get to pick yeah. who they want to match up against, and they picked McDavid to go up against the Deneau line. And to mm-hmm. the incredible, I mean, the nice line as a whole, I thought Moore was, he was moving his legs pretty well. Arvidsson obviously was moving his legs like he always is. Um, I, I, they didn't really put much more, put much on the, on the score sheet, but I thought they played really well five on five. 
Well, it's nothing surprising, right? Because uh, obviously when the Habs went on this cup run, Dano shut down Matthews. Dano shut down Winnipeg. Dano shut down uh, Vegas. That uh, he did that on its on, on like on, not on his own, but he had. But he was the main guy, and for them to to let they let him go for five and a half, it's it's crazy. His worth, his value is uh, is amazing, especially in the playoffs. It's uh, you get your money's worth with Dano. No, hundred percent. I mean, uh, I think I mentioned at, when, at the time when they signed Dano. Yeah, that, that playoff uh, run that he had shut down, like you said, yeah. shut down Austin Matthews. And then he also shut down yeah. Mark Stone Shifley, from Vegas and Shifley, too. So, I mean, this yeah. is what he's been known for. He's never He was never really known for the offensive production that he pretty much had a lot of his kind of breakout offensive year last year. He was more known for his yeah. shutdown capability, and I think that was more or less kind of a bonus exactly. um, what they had when they yeah. brought him over. But yeah, so I have it right here. Phil Deneau played 14, 15, so pretty much 15 minutes on ice time, of ice time against Connor McDavid. And McDavid outshot him seven to five. But yeah, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're going to hold McDavid off the score sheet, that's, that's a win. <laughs> that's an obvious win. I mean, Drysdale is obviously going to, if, if you can, if you can just hold one of Drysdale to McDavid, I feel like that's a win. Yeah. Because if you, they can both get going, then it's, they're, Oilers are obviously going to be a hard team to beat. Exactly, exactly. Well, I appreciate you staying up late, buddy. I'm, I'm <laughs> Thanks, gonna try, thank I'm you. I appreciate. Go try to get some sleep after that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Colin, you too. All right, buddy. I know you're up. I know. Hello. I know you were. I know you're down. I know you were down after the first two, after two zero deficit, but now you're back. What's up? What's up, man? I um I watched the whole thing. I never turned it off, okay. but I definitely had to go into uh, social media hiding. <laughs> um yeah, I, I went off the grid for a good period and a half and holy crap, that play specifically by Gavrikov uh to break up that two on one with Vic David mm-hmm. that led directly to a goal, that changed the whole thing. We I mean people were down because we were down by two goals, especially after three one, but we, we controlled the last thirty minutes of that game. No, yeah, I thought I thought the last we, the second period was uh, a little there, bit more tilted to the Oilers, but even just toward the end, and then a lot of the third period, I thought was more or less the Kings, pretty much. Um. So yeah, and all, especially because they dominated us so hard, two zero through the first, um, after the first period, the fact that Corpusalo, um, was able to keep us in it that long shows his you know playoff experience, and he's ready to you know hold us up for the playoffs. Like he three goals against on forty shots in his first playoff game in three years. I mean, that's the best you could ask for. And not letting a McDavid goal in, the fact that Deneau shut everyone down. Um, I think um, M- Mikey obviously and Drew. I mean, they made some dumb mistakes, but they looked real good. But I think Gav- Gav- Gavrikov specifically looked really ready to break up those attacks. He used the, he used his reach and didn't do too much against McDavid. He knew when to go at him. No, yeah, the, and the, the, um, Gavrikov and Roy pairing. I mean, both. All, they, I mean, I have to say, all the all the top, the D pairs actually, besides like the first period, maybe the first uh, let's say forty minutes or so, I thought they played. Yeah, I thought they played pretty good. And, toward, and th- that was definitely the Nice Line's best game in months. Yeah, as a whole, even though the production, you know, they didn't. I mean, they didn't produce any goals with that five on five line. But you know they were they ne- we I lo- I was never was worried when they were on the ice. They didn't give like like you said, McDavid. You know didn't get a single point tonight. Um, he only had two more cha- uh, shots for than against, which is as much as you can ask for against a guy who's far and above the best player in the world. Dude. Um, obviously you know you let up some dry sidle, which is you know the fact that they're separated on lines makes it harder to focus on both. But, I mean, Dreisaitl's uh, goals were pretty random. They had nothing to do with him outworking the Kings. They were just kind of there for him. So, I think that's something you can clean up. That second goal, Kopitar could have cleared for sure. No. Yeah. Um, or, no, the third goal. The, the third, third goal. Yeah. The third goal. Yeah, the third one. So, yeah, Kopitar, obviously, he wants that one back. But he more than made up for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was, you know, we woke up all the neighbors. The whole city of Anaheim is, you know, in is awoken now. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm actually not too so, far from yeah. there, so I, you probably heard me as well. I was going pretty pretty yeah. nutty when Kopitar scored that uh, that winner, or that tying one. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think uh, Gavrikov and Roy were, were excellent. Uh, Mikey and, and Dowdy had a little bit of a shaky start, but Dowdy, dude, I mean, it, it, you can just tell some of the plays he was making. He was he was thriving. Like they were just trying to hit him, and the, I mean, the fans are booing him. I mean, it's like I don't know what the fans are thinking. Like he, he thrives he, off that. Dowdy, Dowdy, li- Dowdy lives yeah, for he all of that. Loves that. He loves that stuff. He, he he You can tell how badly he wanted to be out there last year and how much this makes up for it. Like in overtime, as soon as that a disallowed goal went in, he was so sure of himself. He was laughing it off. He's having a great time. Yeah, no, it's so funny. I mean, he's you know he he's just he's come. It's in his element when it comes into those last ten minutes of the game. Shut everything down. I don't remember a single like quality chance they had in the last 10, five minutes of the game. And, you know, this the fact, and that pass from Arvidsson, that backhand pass all the way across, mm-hmm. um, that's that's something that I thought only Fiala could do. Dude, I mean, yeah. um, But, I mean, we more than, our power play looked great. After the first power play that looked awful, we, we looked good and got shots off on all our power plays. And, you know, Oilers fans are going to complain about it, but the fact is they didn't respect that they needed to stay off of the, out of the box, and we showed them that, you know, they need to stay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to come back and bite them. I mean, they have – the Kings had to take advantage, and, I mean, they obviously did it in the best situation. But that play – I mean, the two passes, I'm watching the replay of the, of the winner, and Arvidsson with the primary assist on the, on the, on the eye follow winner. I mean, perfect setup. Just teed him right up. And then, and I think that's the first. I think that's the first time we pulled off the like the uh, textbook uh, tic tac toe. Well, it's season. funny they they. Pra- I'm telling you, they practice that play in practice every time they're running. The yeah, Jim play. Jim Fox uh, always tells us that they practice. It's the first time I've seen yeah. it work. Yeah, I mean, you talk about. I mean, people asking why Iafall was there. I mean, that's primary the reason. I mean, he. I mean, Iafall yeah. played a pretty pretty, actually a really good game too. I mean, he was the, one of the few that was willing to go into the dirty areas in front of the net and take the punishment. Yeah. And, dude, it paid off with a, a nice winner all at the end. And, and, awesome. uh, and, you know, you can tell that Trevor Moore's reading all the things on Twitter because he was active tonight. Dude, uh, Trevor Moore was – He was all over the ice. Um, Byfield in the – yeah, he was moving. And same for Byfield. I think Byfield was more noticeable in the first half. Even though he got the assist in the third period, I think he definitely had his better – he was definitely one of the – probably the best king in the first 30 minutes of the game. Definitely the, the most noticeable, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and Kempe, you know, what he's done all season is that even though if he's not creating chances, he, you know, can put up some random goals that are against the flow of play. Like how crucial is that, that during three, one, we came right back and got it within one, like three, one should have been the end of it. It's yeah. It's crazy. I'm actually, so I'm looking at the time on ice right now and Deneau led all forwards in time on ice. He played two, two, he played 24 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, just crazy good game. I mean, leading all forwards. Uh, Dowdy played 27 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, two, just a, a crazy good game from the nice line. I think they deserve a lot of credit. But for not – they didn't produce as much, but they definitely – Hooked it up with some quality play of five on five shutting. And that felt, I mean, besides the order of the goals, that was a carbon copy of last year's um, game one. Even though we came from behind this time, the Oilers still dominated chances all game or most of the game, just like game one last year, and we stole it. Because last game, that was like Quick's probably second best game that series. And that was, Cor- and Corpusella had an even better performance than Quick did last year's game one. Because I think Quick had three goals on 30 shots. But um, the quality. Oh no! Um, but the quality uh, of shots on Quick was definitely a lot more. But the vo- but the fact that Corbisell can handle that volume, mm-hmm. um, all game like Oilers never let up all game. You know the Kings took back control, but the Oilers really never let up. We had to force those chances. Yeah, I mean, it, you you had to know that the Oilers were going to come out flying out of the gates, and that's exactly what they did. McDavid was ready yeah. to go. I mean, that whole team was. They were just hitting people, but. It was weird. Like, the Oilers yeah. kind of turned down the physicality in the second period and, and, and then in the third period. And you didn't really notice the hits no. as much. So, I don't know if maybe they were just getting a little winded doing that or, or what. But, yeah, yeah, the Kings took it. And then they just decided – they just took took uh, took advantage of their opportunities. I mean – And I like that the Kings didn't get caught up in their, you know, their um, agitative after the whistle play. Yep. The Kings never took a single – roughing or retaliation penalty all game besides the Lazat one but that that wasn't a retaliation you know that was just you know two guys going at it but they never got cut up they never got tricked into taking the extra penalty 
the only penalties they took were denying clear chances. Like, um, obviously, Mikey held McDavid to stop a breakaway. Obviously, that was necessary. So the penalties, not, I can't think of one stupid penalty we took tonight that wasn't, you know, completely necessary. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because, what, McDavid, just he just kind of took over for like a, a, like a minute there where he drew, he drew yeah. that Dowdy penalty and then he, he just kind of slalomed through everybody and drew the, the Mikey hold. <laughs> And you, yeah, I think, I think on the power play, they're obviously going to score. I mean, that was pretty much a given. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think to know probably on that five on three on Bouchard, I think he probably could have been more aggressive there. I think because of the Oilers, they just have so many that you never know mm-hmm. who's going to take the shot. Cause it's, it's always your third guess as to who's going to take the shot for Oilers. Cause you just never know. You, you think it's dry sidle cause he has the one timer, but then McDavid just takes a random shot from a bad area and it'll go in just because it's unexpected. So I get that's the danger of the five on three. You just Bouchard, if, you know, if Deneau went at him, I bet Bouchard would have found Dreisaitl for a wide-open one-timer. Again. No, yeah, 100%. So, you know, it's it's those things that are like, um, I think the Kings can manage it because of their power play has been good against the Oilers, five-on-four. And so I think maybe if you just keep it to one or two five-on-fours a game, they can win the series. Wait, it's crazy because, I mean, a lot, I heard a lot of Oilers fans saying, like, how you, you can't just stop McDavid and still expect to win. Um which yeah, I mean they're they're I mean they're pretty they're a really deep team. Obviously deeper probably than they were last year, but yeah, we saw we saw um, chances throughout the game where the Kings pretty much went to shut down McDavid and and let his teammates take advantage of the open ice that they were giving. I mean, just like you mentioned, and the Kings, ne- just like you mentioned with Bouchard. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm looking back at I don't know if you remember the Jersey the two on one against Jersey with Yanmar, where Dur- yeah. I, nev- I have never seen a defender play the pass receiver more than I saw, saw Jersey there. And I was watching the Sportsnet intermission report, and they were talking about it, and even Kevin Bieksa mentioned it. But they, they were like, hey, if you're going to force Yanmark to make the play over Connor McDavid, then, yeah, I don't blame him for doing that. So Yeah, it and sense. it also, you know, is a testament to how much they trust Corpus. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to give Corpus Solo an open look at a shot, it, he's, shown the, he's shown the capability to block it. And – you, it's all about yeah, volume. And I, I mean, he's done volume before with 85 saves in the game. So that's this is, this is only half half of what he's been, been through. And and I think more than any other game this year, it's the only time I've seen the Kings. They scored every good chance they got because they didn't – and anything outside of the goals they scored, there wasn't a single good chance the Kings got mm-hmm. all game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took advantage of the opportunity. They, they, they put away every – like even the ones that aren't high percentage, like both Kempe goals were not high percentage at all. Dude, they were great. I'm all right, Colin. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to to some more people. If that's cool. Yeah, appreciate you hopping on here. Thank buddy. you. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night. Hi. All right. Let's keep it going. Get to my boy Scott. Dude, there's a ton of you that are on here. I love it. Look at look at all your requests to speak. Scott, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, man. Uh, uh, like everybody else, I'm like vibrating. It's finally starting to calm down a little bit, but I like. I'm glad my wife's out of town and I'm glad she is because I would have embarrassed myself in how I was acting and staring at the TV screen. Uh, yeah, just what a game, what a good time, the emotional roller coaster. Like, I kind of hope every single game is like this, even though I'm no, 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 come on, Scott, come on. Uh, well, no, okay, <laughs> can we, we get can a four one win? We, yeah, we can have some blowout wins, absolutely. I'll take okay, that cool. too. That's that the other alternative. Yeah. But like just for entertainment value, I mean, we're all getting our like what a, like bang for your buck. What a game. Um, yeah. And like the thing, the point I wanted to focus on, you know, outside of how well everybody played was. And I don't know why it feels different than last year, but this feels like a coming out party. Like mm-hmm. this feels like especially with ESPN the, this year. And I happen to watch the ESPN broadcast uh, like it's so have you can tell that really these these most of the hockey media is really only watching Edmonton games throughout the year if they are watching you know late night games and for the Kings to be able to play this well and for the for the bottom six guys to stand out the way they did on this national stage like most people it seems like I listen to a lot of hockey podcasts I'm just always looking for new hockey content. And mm-hmm. a, a lot of people outside of the LA market can't name more than four or five 
players and they named Dowdy Kopitar quick, who's no longer there. And then the most recent <laughs> draft pick, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and like, it's to see Trevor Moore, like he is blossoming. Like mm-hmm. I played hockey my whole life. And I like, so you watch a lot of people play and like, you watch, you know, I play in a lot of beer league and like you see how crappy people can be at hockey or and you can see people go for, like you can see them get better, too. And just watching Trevor Moore over the last few years, like you just seeing him evolve and how tenacious he is. And like yeah. he and Arvidsson are hounds, yep. you know, and like they're just showing the hockey world. I hope like those are the highlights I wish that stood out, you know. When the East Coast wakes up tomorrow morning, they're going to see Kempe's goals. They're going to see Kopitar had four points. They're going to they're going to see all that, but they're not going to see these these plays these guys are making these character guys who like the signings that, that Rob Blake made in the like. I just can't say enough. I, I'm just going to keep going on and on. If you let me. But <laughs> no, like, that's cool. I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah, yeah they're not going to, like you said, they're not going to show the play. They're not going to show Blake Lazat drawing the tripping call. They're not going to show Trevor Moore taking a stick up high to, yeah. to get that power play. Then, then they're not going to show Victor Arvidsson get, taking that first step after a faceoff. I don't know if you guys, if, if anybody else in here notices that, but Arvidsson moves so quickly off the wing, off the faceoff. There was one play in the Edmonton zone where the puck ended up uh, below the goal, below the goal line after the faceoff, and Arvidsson took this one-sided, str- uh, you know, to the right sidestep and just glided into the corner before <laughs> anybody was even like lifting their torsos up. Uh, you know, like it was. Mm-hmm. He's just like I think these guys want it really bad, and I think these guys want to stay together. They want to keep this team together. You That's know, and like, it's like they they yeah. they feel like a a team, like a, a very yeah. a very close knit team, and and we've heard Rob Blake talk about like culture, and even McClellan, I think has mentioned culture a couple times, yeah. and this team is very unified in terms of what they want to accomplish. Um, how they come together. It's not just one guy that's going to carry the load or, or wants to be above everybody else. Like they, this is a team that they're they're built to to win together, and and they show it yeah. night in and night out. I mean, they don't need the all the all the awards or all the the gratitude or whatever that national media will give them. They just want to go out there and win games because that's what you got to do. You got to take that attention. You got to grab it. You got. And the best way to do it is by winning. And, that, and that's kind of what they've shown. I just hope they go on like a long, long run here just so that they can get like that recognition about C players. Absolutely. Like, like, get his recognition, get Trevor Moore and, and Philip Deneau, who, who is just playing. Yeah. Playing so underrated. Game. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. So, I mean, it's just one game. So it's just game one. And I kind of keep, I know, I, have to keep I know, reminding I know. Myself. We're all, we're all so, I, know, I have to keep reminding yeah. myself like that. This is what happened last year. And it's funny because I was thinking, it's like, I'm sure exactly what McClellan, McClellan's telling him the same thing. Because I don't know if you remember, game yeah. two last year, the Oilers just throbbed the Kings. It was like, what, 7-2? Yeah. So you can't yeah. have a letdown yeah. in the next game and just expect to just just go in there. Okay, we got one win out of the two in Edmonton and then come back home tied 1-1. If you can get a stranglehold and go up 2 nothing, oh, oh man, man. This, yeah. this changes the series entirely. It'd be huge. Yeah, I- it's it's uh it's phenomenal hockey. I think uh, it was everything we were uh, told it would be. You know, by at least the, the people who knew that this series is likely going to go to seven. You know, uh, so it's just like it's just so exciting, and I'm just so stoked that uh, playoff hockey's here. And thanks again for doing. I this, appreciate man. it, buddy. I appreciate you hopping on here. Have a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Go yes, Kings. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. Oh man, let's keep it going. I think there, I forget who I was talking to the other day that said that they had just become a Kings fan this year. Ian, was it you? Hello. Ian, what's up, buddy? Oh, what's up, Russ? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, my man? Dude, dude, I am so fucking excited. Holy fuck. Dude. <laughs> dude, I just have to laugh because I'm not going to point any names, but like, then the second and the first period, everyone was like, all oh, this series is so over Everything like you know the Kings are finished, and then they fucking pull off this shit, bro. Well, it's, it's crazy because I, I mean, I don't blame them. I don't blame a lot of Kings fans. For thinking I don't that blame them either because the way the Oilers were playing, the the Oilers just, dude, they look like world beaters. Uh, the first like, uh, what first thirty minutes or so, 
And then mm-hmm. late in the second period, the Kings turned it around a little bit, weathered the storm. And then the third period, I thought it was pretty much all Kings. I mean, they just they just turned it on. And and yeah, Kempe just is just a ridiculous goal scorer. Just uh, I'm just loving him more and more. And I think we got 40. I'm ready to see 50 next year. Yeah, that's the next milestone. 50 goals next season. He can do it. What you what you think about Corpus Allo tonight? You you like what you saw there? I thought he was good. I I thought it was a really good game. I mean, not to discredit the goals that the Oilers scored, but they're kind of lucky. The first one came mm-hmm. off of deflection from Mavroy. The mm-hmm. second one was a two man advantage. Just you know, like not many teams can kill that off successfully. It's, the Oilers you know, especially. yeah, yeah. So it was like it was lucky goals. I mean. Those are two really lucky goals, and I think he was good. I mean, yeah, better I mean, than Quick. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I call them lucky goals, but definitely kind of maybe fluky goals. Yeah, because that that first puck that went off of Matt Roy stick straight to Drysaddle in the slot. I mean, that's gonna Drysaddle is always gonna finish that. And then the five on three, um, they kind of just gave Bouchard a, a ton of room because they're probably like hedging uh, over to McDavid. And then even the third one, just kind of a, a, a puck that was just sitting there and dry saddle just happens to find it and, and pots it home. But, I mean, besides that, Corpus Allo was strong pretty much all game. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I'm, I think even though he led in three, I think it, they, he, uh, Todd should still keep him for the next game. He was really solid in that. No, yeah, 100%. They're, they're right. Yeah. Corpus Allo is going to be the goalie for the rest of the series at this point. I mean, I don't – I mean, this was a performance. I, I think – we had kind of talked about it a little bit on our podcast in terms of whether what would happen in, if they had to go to Copley. And you'd probably have to expect a blowout. Maybe maybe you lose game one, then you get a blown out game two, and then maybe you see Copley at home at game three. But, man, after winning this one, I think you have to just ride Corpus Allo for the rest of the playoffs and or just yeah. at least the series, and you, you see what happens from there. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of people uh, not like – uh, what was he gonna say? I know a lot of people like uh, questionable with with Todd's decisions and stuff in game, his lineups and stuff. But I think you gotta give him credit for uh, to to get that game tied with the goalie pulled and the power play. No, hundred percent, Todd. Yeah, people were asking for lineup changes, but I mean, even me, I was like thinking like, no, just kind of stick to the plan. I mean, it is what it is. Like you just said, those two first two goals. I mean, after. I mean, they were a little bit fluky, but after those first two goals, they just kind of slowed them down a little bit. And you just got to stick to the game plan. You can't make two drastic changes. And that's sure enough what they did. And, I mean, the power play was 0 for 4, and then, but they got it done in the, in the right time. Yeah, they they converted on the power play when it mattered most. So that's, that's a good thing. 100%. 100%. Yeah. All right, Ian, so, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, but yeah. I'm going to keep it going. I got a ton of ton more people to, that wanted to speak, if that's cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I appreciate you hopping on here, buddy. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Dude, let's just keep it rolling. I see. All right. All right, Karan. I see you keep raising your hand. Let's bring you in here. What's up? What's up, buddy? Dude, I was at the game. Dude, can you hear my voice? It's so rashy because I was at the game today, like in the mosh pit. I was uh, outside thing the watch party. And oh, I was like one of, yeah, yeah, Edmonton. Right. I was one of like two or three people there who was a Kings fan. It was unreal. Did you like, like connect unreal. with the other Kings fans when when? They yeah, won? yeah, I saw a couple of them be like hug because like there's nobody else. There's a Kings fan. It's just a sea of orange. It was unreal. That's I awesome. couldn't. I know I couldn't believe it, but what it gave. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just an unreal game because I was watching. I was half watching it because there's so much going on, so I couldn't really focus. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I we. I, I, there's no words because this is just unreal, like unreal. No. This never happened. Like three-one comeback in the playoffs in in overtime game winner. Like that's like it's like that never happens, but it happens. Like it's on. I don't have any words. I'm still stunned. It was unreal. Dude, it was three-one with nine minutes. Than, nine minutes left. Yeah, nine, nine minutes left. That against the Oilers in Edmonton. Like, are you kidding me? It it legit felt like. Midway through the third, when they went up three one, or even in the second when they went up what two nothing, I, I said to my friend, we're not going to score a goal in the entire series. It felt like that. Like it, mm-hmm. we're not going to score a goal ever, ever. No, yeah, I mean, especially what, it's just I mean, after what we've seen from Skinner against the Kings yeah. in the last few games, it's just kind of felt like he's our our kryptonite. And- yeah, 
I said like we're we're gonna get swept with like not even a goal the entire series. And I mean, I I, I don't know what to say. Four goals when we had one like no goals going into the second. It's unreal. I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, the the one player I look at is as like the MVP of this game, even though there's a couple. Is Arvidsson? Arvidsson just how many block shots did he have? Like two or three, or something like, like a whole bunch, I think. And like he and he scored, like he gets like the points too. Like unreal, unreal. Mm-hmm. Three block I, shots. Yeah, you're right. Level yeah. forwards uh, tied for the team lead um, with Jersey, who had three shots. I and mean, gotta give it to Jersey too. Jersey second on the team in ice time among defensemen with 22 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, one shot, three hits, three blocks for Jersey. Dude, excellent game by him, too. Dude, I know. I mean, I, I just want to say, Arvidsson, like, since Fiala has been out, there's, like, a whole bunch of people that, like, stepped up. Arvidsson's, like, the one I would highlight because he's basically taken over the Fiala role, like, and in a way, because he's not as shifty as Fiala is, like, as, uh, as Silky. But Arvidsson's just been like that. He gets the – he's the motor that gets the gets the offense going. And we just see this year uh, just how much he missed, like, how much we missed last year. Because we would have won. I mean, of course we're going to say that because we're all Kings fans, but we would have won last year if it was Arvidsson, who wasn't injured. So. Definitely been would have given the Kings a better chance, that's for sure. Massive. Sure. Sort of I mean, massive. You, you look at what Arvidsson did today, the plays. I mean, just even Arvidsson and Doughty on, on the game tying goal. I mean, what Doughty did at the blue line was insane. And then that Arvidsson yeah. pass was just incredible. I mean, so yeah, I mean, the both of those players, just to have them back and and we're still missing two of the best offensive players on the team. That's yeah. what's so crazy. That's what's so wild. I mean, the Kings just need to buy themselves some time. I mean, if they can find a way to get Velarde back, if they can find a way maybe to get Fiala back, I mean, this is a totally different Kings team. This is a, That would be a Kings team that we saw go on that, what, 11-point streak um, in March or so? I mean, that yeah. Was, so, I mean, yeah. So, the fact that they're, they, they're able to win this game and maybe – I mean, you you can go into Edmonton. We're, at, we're on the verge of maybe even going into Edmonton, coming back uh, to L.A. up to nothing. So, I mean, this that would be insane. So, we'll just have to see. And hopefully they just come back. Because, like I just mentioned earlier, last year they, they won game one, dramatic fashion two, and then game two was just uh, drubbing. It was pretty much all Game, other game two and game three, it was just blowouts. Yeah, Both it games. was blowouts. So, I mean, they have yeah. to just compose themselves – and I'm sure they're telling themselves the same thing. I mean, they they were all there. It's pretty much the same team. So McClellan, I'm sure, is addressing that with them. And then hopefully we see a better team come out um, game two. Because right now, we've talked about it. All the pressure is on Edmonton. All, all the pressure yeah. is on them. I mean, this is a team that was expected. I mean, we, we all have heard national media, whatever, announcers talk about Connor McDavid. Maybe this is his year, like blah, blah, blah. Best team in the National Hockey League to end the year. And to go into Edmonton and win game one, man, I mean, game two all of a sudden becomes pretty much the Stanley Cup for Edmonton right now. They can't – if they go down 2-0, I, I'm hesitant to say it because Todd McClung, like he does have a history of, you know, going up big and then, you know, kind of letting up a little, if we're being honest. So I mm-hmm. hope – I hope uh, if they go up to nothing, you know, nothing happens. But let's just hope they, they get it, you know. For, let's just hope they don't – screw up this time around like they did last year i just hope that simple as that really let's hope let's hope appreciate it thank you all right buddy i appreciate it thanks for sharing the the report from uh the mosh pit over there yeah no problem i was like one of the few people crazy i think so yeah i'm going wednesday and friday as game two and game three and probably game four too so i can't wait it's gonna be sick you're coming to wait for game three uh no i'm not coming out i'm just going i'm just getting edmonton i wish i could come that'd be sick okay Okay, so if we win, then I'll get you back on this Twitter space and you get your report definitely, from the definitely. Mosh Pit. All right, bet. Definitely, All right, yeah. appreciate it, buddy. Have a good one. Love it. I love hearing the the view from the Edmonton. That's cool. Uh, who who are we getting here now? Who wants to go up on here? I see some. Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, buddy? You there, my man? Yo, what's up? What's up, Ryan? Oh man, I am so happy. Wait, Ryan, were I, you the you one know, that think... said that that uh, you had just got into Kings hockey, or am I thinking of somebody else? Yeah, no, that is me. Um, I that is you. I became okay. a fan in November. Yeah, November. That's right before that, so I you... knew nothing. <laughs> yeah, you had asked me, I think, last Twitter space about 
uh, playoff hockey has a difference. So, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my so, God. That, so that took, like, at least think? 10 years off my life right there. <laughs> Dude, imagine. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, for Kings fans that were around during 2000, I mean, 2012 was kind of a breeze, so I don't want to get too crazy. But 2014, man, you think, you think ten, you, that game took 10 years off your life? I mean, game seven against Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago. That, oh, that man. Was, a whole other ball. I can only I mean, imagine. I think I pulled the muscles running around celebrating that Alec Martinez uh, winner. So this is just, we're just getting started here, buddy. We're just getting started. So don't get too crazy. Oh, I, I can't wait. But um, yeah, honestly, when they scored, when Kopi scored and got it to overtime, and then when Ayafalo won it, I couldn't even scream. I was just like in shock. Uh, <laughs> it was unreal. Um, definitely, you know, I I have school tomorrow. I know there's some other guys in this Twitter space that, uh, I go to school with. So we're, we're going to definitely show some love over there. Love it. Love it. You're going to wear your jersey to school or something? Like we got of some, course. Yeah, I, I, I got my, corp, I got my Corpus Allo jersey. You know, I, as soon as he got traded over, I picked it up because I, I was a fan of his before he got traded and I was going to get his Columbus jersey anyways. Mm-hmm. And then he got traded and I'm like, oh, okay, even better. Dude, um, can can Rob Blake just sign him? Just Can we just give him at least like a one, two-year deal right now? Honestly. Kind of come back with Corpus Allo and Copley next year? I mean, because right now, I mean, Corpus Allo, is, he, it's going to be a, probably going to give himself a hefty contract, but... I, I don't know. It's just the way he's looked just looks calm, composed. Pretty much all the words that we're using for Phoenix Copley uh, from this, all this kind of his demeanor, how the team was winning in front of him. We're kind of seeing that with Corpus Solo. They're almost like mirror images of each other in terms of personality. It's kind of it's kind of strange, too. And he played really well today, too. I You know, he made some huge saves. And the ones that he let in, those were really high danger you know, mm-hmm. shots really impossible to get to yeah absolutely um, we, we, we mentioned the he had a really good the game. first one that went off Roy's stick or skate and then five on three and then the third one was just sitting there so yeah Corpus Allo was I'm just I'm just super happy I mean I I hate the Oilers so much especially more after this series just seeing what their fans were doing you know it's kind of it's kind of cheap, but, uh, you know, I'm so happy that we won that just to show them who's uh, who's on top here. Yeah, exactly. Great, great win. But, yeah, I don't know. We, I don't know if you heard, but last year this happened. This is pretty much a mirror image of what happened last year. Shorthanded Kings team going to Edmonton. Yeah, I heard. Winning game one. And then game two was a little bit, a little bit on the bad side, so – see if the team can kind of bounce back and keep their composure and come back with another strong effort in game two. Yeah, let's just not let history repeat itself here. Um, we need to change it real quick. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you hopping on here, Ryan. And yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Of course, buddy. Everyone have a great night. Let's, All right. let's go. We'll, see, we'll you. see you again. I'll hear from you again. Let's, yep, thank you. Let's keep it rolling. Royal Reigns. I see your guys' hands going up. I love it. It kind of gives me a better, better idea. You guys are ready. Royal Reigns, what's up, bud? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Um, well, I'm not really enjoying the super bloom we're having with allergies, but didn't stop me from shouting my lungs out with that overtime win. <laughs> that definitely will clear them out a little bit, huh? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I tried going to a workout. That did not go well. I was kind of bummed, but I'm not going to lie. The first two periods... God, I just we just felt like we like our mentality was off. We looked like we were not mentally ready for the game. Like you, you know, you, we are. Keep going. I'm going to stop you real quick, right there, because I, I heard a lot of people say that it looked just like the Kings were slow coming out of the gates. I'm going to give it more to the Oilers because I thought the Oilers just came out flying. I mean, they were finishing hits. They were trying to get the crowd involved. I'm sure they were hyped from the crowd. They're all high on smelling salts. Like I'm sure it was just like crazy. <laughs> energy from the Oilers players and they showed that for the first period in the first like like first 30 minutes or so but then like after that energy kind of wore off then it was pretty much all kings in the third period and that's kind of where we saw them start to come back and, and get their opportunities and draw more penalties and yeah Oilers just kind of let down a little bit 
The only reason why I just say that is because it seemed pretty even. You know, we are not exactly getting into each other's zone as much, but when that broken play happened and Drysaddle got that first goal, it just felt like any momentum or any ground we were gaining just went out the window because they were just entering our zone really fast. Like you said, they were flying. But then, you know, once they, like, went up, honestly, God, it's kind of like I watched some of these football teams. Once they have, like, a nice, comfortable lead, they just let their foot off the gas pedal. And so worst, these, worst lead they, in the, hockey. Two goal leads, worst lead in hockey. I don't know. Sometimes our five to one leads can be pretty dangerous, but you know. <laughs> but hey, we don't talk you know, about those. <laughs> but we, like you said, like we hung around, we hung around, and we ended up winning. But like, I felt bad because my dad, my dad and I were on Facetime. We were kind of getting our butt kicked, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go to bed." And then oh. we, and then we ended up winning. And he did that against the Red Wings in two thousand one. He missed the stunner at Staples. I'm like, uh, yeah, might, but uh-oh. might need your dad to go to bed a little earlier, maybe next game too, if that if they're down. Nah, man, I actually want to celebrate <laughs> with him if we win. No, I game. Know, but um, I'll say this though, I'm keeping my Byfield jersey and my Kings chain on the rest of the playoffs because the second I put that on, I swear to God, Kempe became Thanos. He's like, I'll do it myself. And you start whipping out these goals, and then Kopitar with that um, game tying goal, dude. I will say, like, yes, playoff hockey can take years off your life. Like, yeah, like you said, you're in the 14 playoffs, man. When I was younger, I was I was 14 at the time. I could handle like the adrenaline and the nerves. Jesus Christ! Now it's I'm like I'm 23. I'm trying to freaking. I, it's, I can't handle it. It's like it's oh, a little tense. Oh my God! Yes, but I I hope Blake uh, signs Korpozov and Gabr um Gabrikov because mm-hmm. we have definitely found at least for the next few years our starting goaltender. But we definitely need to clear up some of these mistakes. You know, like that third goal, Kopitar could have easily cleared that out. You know, um, I will say, oh, continue. No, yeah, it's pretty much like uh, the Kings played like a bend, don't break kind of kind of game, and they just took advantage of the opportunities. I mean, the it's almost like the same kind of game that we saw them play against the Oilers the last two games, and and those were without Mikey, and we saw kind of saw what happened in those games. But in this one, it was almost the same thing. They, yeah, I mean, I thought all hope was lost too after that that five on three power play goal because I mean you saw what McDavid did to draw those two penalties. It just looked like oh man. He's on a whole different level. This guy's on a mission. Like he's obviously really, he's the best best player in hockey. Like it is what it is. And maybe just the Kings are, just won't be able to stop him. But it's weird because like after the second period, I was like, even though nobody scored and it was still two nothing, I was like, I feel kind of good right now. Like this, I mean, you're able to go in that period. I mean, just no moment. I mean, you kind of heard the end of that second period. There was really no momentum and no energy in the building really. So. And we had just taken a penalty, too, that nullified our power play. Yeah, exactly. And I followed just taking that penalty. And it was pretty – but still, I mean, it was still just no energy. And sure enough, like, I'm, the Kings came out. Kempe scores in 52 seconds into the third. And that pretty much set the tone. I mean, even that, even with that dry saddle goal, I'm still thinking, like, hey, this Kings team, like, they're still playing pretty good. They're still kind of hanging in there. And then, sure enough, Kempe – I mean, that was a great play by Byfield to, to set up Kempe to kind of poke that puck over to Kempe. And I'm glad – I know Richard mentioned it earlier, but, yeah, to see Byfield now with more playoff points than Stiefel, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. That's, a, that's quite the stat. The fans throwing uh, crap onto the ice gives me vibes of 2012 when Phoenix did that after they lost. You know, stay classy, guys. Exactly. But I want to say that we should say, like, celebrate now, but stay humble, you know, in reality, yes, we technically have three more games before out of this series, but it's a best of seven. Exactly, exactly. But... Yeah, we gotta keep, gotta keep that in the back of our minds. Is this was a win? It's just like I said, just reminds me of last year. Last year is the same kind of thing. Everybody oh, and was update, hype after the game wild one. one. I was, I was hype after game one. I think I did a Twitter space after game one too. And sure enough, game two was just pretty much just, uh, just the Oilers just did whatever they wanted. So. Yeah, we'll if, see if, our, if our captain's saying that we're a more re- well-rounded team this year than last year, you know, the chance Velarde comes back if he made the trip, I'm not too sure on that. But if he comes back, that's a huge boost. 
and say yeah. normally the Sorry. progression so this is what i was thinking with Pavilardi. so normally the progression is uh you see him skate in a red sweater on his own and we saw him do that for at least a couple days maybe i would say three or four days and then he joined the group in a red sweater so usually when you see that happening you see a, a player join the group in a red sweater and then they kind of the next practice they would join the group in a regular sweater they they only really keep them in a red sweater with the group for one practice what i noticed i think that happened last time with with mikey i think mikey did the same thing um so it was kind of kind of weird i, I didn't expect velardi to play cuz he only, he hadn't gotten it in a full practice without the without the red sweater so yeah. I'm curious to see. I believe they practice tomorrow in Edmonton. So it'll be curious to see if we see Velarde with the group again because I would expect him to be with the group. And then um, maybe he's out there in a, in a regular sweater because that would be a huge boost um, to the bottom six and even the power play too. I'm actually glad they scored decently into overtime because uh, my shift got changed. I got to work. I got to get about 4.30 to work 6-2. to two. But I am definitely going to carry like this – like momentum in because it's nice to win. I'm not gonna lie because <laughs> especially like the way we were trending towards the end of the season, you know, some of the losses we were taking. Mm-hmm. It it was nice that like we didn't just, I guess, completely go flat the entire game. You know, we actually came back. But yeah, leave it to Kempe to be Thanos and doing it himself. But let's make game two. Not a repeat of last year, but oh jeez. Well, <laughs> get that's all sleep, I get. Yeah, I'm gonna take some. Gotta... Ni- I'm go- I'm taking Nyquil. Holy crap! <laughs> but, <laughs> thanks for having me, sleep. man. Hopefully, um, we have more of these. Yes, sir. Hopefully, we do a lot more of these in the playoffs. That'd be great. Go Kings, go, man. Have a good yes, night. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Love it. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Royal Crown. I see you raising your hand. What's up, what's up, Royal Crown? How you doing? You there? All right, I'm gonna keep Royal Crown. What's up, man? Can you, can you hear me now? I can hear you. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm a lot better now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got a headache, but I'm happy. That's what counts, right? I know. I'm like trying to hydrate myself. I feel like I just like um, I don't want a headache to start. I mean, just a lot, yeah. of, a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. Yeah, it was great. For, yeah, I think I just woke up my two roommates. Well, I did over an hour ago, but I don't really care. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. it. It definitely was. Absolutely. But, I mean, regardless, I was – I know there was a lot of Kings fans early in the game that were kind of, you know, getting down. And I'm a little ashamed to say that I was one of them, but I'm glad that I was proven wrong. I mean, this team continues to make me eat my words no matter what I say. I mean, I just I, – I have no words at this point. I mean, it's just – and it's only game one. <laughs> That's right? the crazy part. This, that, that is the crazy part. This is only game one. It's just – it's a crazy game one, too. This is – Yeah. I can't, I can't remember or recall. I mean, last year's game one was pretty pretty dramatic, too. But just for them to come back, 2 nothing down, 3-1 down in the third period with nine minutes left. I mean, you tied the game with 16 seconds, 17 seconds left. Oh man, it's just crazy. And the players that do it too. I mean, Adrian Kempe, a player that didn't score until Game Five last year against Edmonton, with two two really, I mean, just sick goals. I mean, one backhand, yeah. one with filthy uh, snipe against the grain, and then the, the captain to come through and I follow. Just team effort. It was a team win, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I mean that. Like you said, that backhand was disgusting i mean i think even even skinner was just like did that did i really just freaking did he really just do that like you just see it in his face but Dude, it, i mean it was crazy backhand and i'd never really seen we never really seen uh cafe score on the backhand i believe that much this yeah. year. it's always uh, what, the forehand wrister was it really game five that his, last year was his first goal it took him that long i believe so i think he scored two goals and that included the overtime winner in game five that that wow. I believe so. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. But, I mean, I did see just, like, scouring Twitter for the last, you know, hour since the game's been over, I did see a tweet from Bernstein that said, 
he, I guess he got on the elevator at Rogers Arena, and one of the guys that was in the elevator was Gabe Velarde. Perfect. So Gabe Velarde is in Edmonton, which is a great sign. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would I would have expected him to travel. Um, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but Fiala didn't make the trip. But, um, yeah, so Velarde, it's good to see that he did travel. Um, and like I said, like, I think I was just talking about it with the, the last person on here. Uh, we'll see what happens in practice. And if they, if they kind of go by the same progression of what we've seen from other players coming back from injury, I would think Velarde would join the, join the team in a regular sweater and then possibly join, be back for game, game two. So, I mean, that would be a huge impact. I mean, that would be a great player to have back. I mean, we'll, he'll probably get like maybe 12, 15 minutes. I don't, I don't want to expect him to play too much because it's just coming back from a long uh, absence. But, I mean, yeah, just to have him back and then maybe even at least have him back for the rest of the playoff series, too, that would be huge, huge for this team. Yeah, I mean, the power play obviously came through huge tonight. I mean, I was, like I just said, I was a big kind of Debbie Downer early in the game, or basically the whole game until Kopey scored. They're over and, four. Uh, yeah, four. I know. It was, it's, it was, it's hard not but, to be a Debbie Downer, right? Yeah, I was just, I, I kind of kept saying that it was just like a repeat of last year, just like very pessimistic throughout the game, but... Like I said, I'm just very glad that they uh, that they proved me wrong. And, I mean, the fact that Velarde could potentially come back will just make this – I mean, everybody knows how good the power play has been throughout the year. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Fiala's not there, but, I mean, Velarde is – everybody knows how good Velarde is. So – Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, I, I mean, Fiala had definitely had more points and, and arguably the better player. But yeah. I feel like they both – bring almost the same kind of skill set where they're the, really the only two players on this team that can create something out of nothing on their own. And especially on the power play too, like their skill set is so much more impactful on the power play and noticeable that that's what's kind of hampered that first power play unit as much of late. So, I mean, to have Velarde down low and in that position that Arvidsson was, or even in the position that I follow was, even though I follow scored that goal, I mean, to slide I follow down to the second unit, I think would definitely help that second unit and definitely helped that first unit a lot more too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, like Valera, Valardi, uh, Arvidsson played pretty unbelievable tonight. I mean, he had, to, it seemed like he blocked like 50 million shots. <laughs> definitely I mean, the I, more noticeable shot blocks, huh? Oh yeah. Well, there was the one, I, like, I think it was, I think it was right before the Kings went on the power. I think it was when Lazat, or I don't know. Well, it was one of the the last rushes before the power play. I think it was Nurse who took a shot, and it was a huge block because it was. I think it was the fourth line. I don't even know. It was. It was just a big block, and McDavid's line was out there, and they were kind of buzzing around, and it was huge just to get it out of the zone. It's it's cool because I mean I'm looking at the the time uh, discrepancies. I mean yeah, like you mentioned, Arvidsson three block shots, led all forwards, um, tied for the team lead. But in terms of defensive um, time on ice, just to kind of change it real quick, is five of the, de- of the six defensemen played over 20 minutes. So to have that kind of depth, it's, it's pretty huge when the Oilers only had four defensemen play over 20 minutes. Like, well, Darren had 19.59, so I guess that's kind of close. But it's cool, see, yeah, it's cool to see uh, Jersey chip in and, and play 20, almost 23 minutes on the night. And Mikey Anderson just impactful in his in his, his playoff uh, uh, or in this what third game back from injury, so yep. it's huge. It's just huge. Got to continue the momentum going into game two. Yeah, I just all the just the last thing I'll say before I help off because I know there's a lot of other guys waiting here, but uh, I take no greater satisfaction in life than seeing Oiler fans stomp off in Rogers <laughs> Arena after a loss. It <laughs> is so satisfying to see that, especially about. You know all the shit that they talk on Twitter. It's just mm-hmm. it, it. It made it made my day. It made my my life mm-hmm. at this point. Like it's just it's so. But again, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. It is only game one, so. Exactly. We'll see, but I, huge I, win. I will say, I the the Oilers fans in my mention they they disappeared for some reason. I don't, I don't know yeah, what happened. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy how that works, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty wild. So, well, wow. I appreciate you hopping on here, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Russell. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. You too. Oh, man, guys, I am way too hyped right now. So that was a huge win. I'm actually going to end it right there. Um, sorry for the for the 
ton of you that I didn't get to. Um, we're going on 1140 right now. Uh, but if you guys want, want some more, I believe we have a show planned for tomorrow. Hockey Realty Live Show on YouTube. Um, so tune in for that. Probably around 7 o'clock Pacific time. We'll, put, we'll, we'll give our uh, review of the game tonight. Uh, we'll talk about what to expect in the next game. Hopefully we get good news from practice tomorrow on Velarde. Because, like I said, that would be huge for the power play and huge for the depth up front. So, huge win. We get to go to bed with a dub. Oh, man, come back from 3-1. Kopitar with the tying goal. I follow wins in overtime. Love it. Kings up 1-0 in the series. Let's try to make it 2-0. See you guys on Wednesday.